Hey guys, thanks for tuning into Mass's World this week. Instead of asking you to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast, I'm just going to ask you to share it with at least one friend. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Here's a message from our sponsors. Hey guys, welcome into this episode of Mass's World. Today with me, I have Chase Newby. He is a returner on the show. Um, He was on the episode, 10 Things That Add Value to Your Life. And he was a crowd favorite, quite frankly. So um, I brought him back. We have a really cool episode ahead. And we're just going to stick with the theme of 10 things. Chase, you want to say what's up? I do want to say what's up. That's cool. I get back, back um, brought for the 10 things. I don't know if I'm going to stick with that forever. Hopefully we can do some other ones. But 10 things is fun. I hope we just, you only choose me for the 10 things. That'd be cool. Yeah, no, you're, you're definitely the 10 things guy. <laughs> That's um, so we're, today we're talking about 10 things that, that culture is going to lie to you about. And Chase and I are very passionate about this subject. We have this conversation about a lot of things all the time. Um, we do life together, um, which means we're, we're in constant communication. Um, if I'm acting up, my wife has every right to call his wife and him and say that I'm acting a fool. And Chase can call me and um, ask me what's going on a little bit. So it's really cool. We have a really cool relationship. Unfortunately, he's moving to McAllen and... You know, it's a bummer, but he's coming back in two and a half years. Yeah, 28, 28 months. Yeah, about two and a half years. Yeah. And he's going for PA school, which is incredible, which you could have gotten in, in Dallas, you know. Um, but God's moving in McAllen, clearly, yeah. if, if Chase is going to go there. So um, he'll be back um, periodically, but I love it. So, again, 10 things that culture is lying to you about. Let's just jump right in. The first one is take pride in who you are. Um, or what you do. Okay, so before we get started, because I know we want to jump into this, I want to say at least this first, okay? So um, I wanted to, before we get started, you know, we, we mentioned like we're, we're Jesus followers. Like the way everything that influenced us comes from Scripture, and, and we've just chosen, that's our worldview as Christianity. So um, whenever I um, think about some of these things or present some of these things, I can sometimes um, maybe come off somewhat intense or demeaning or maybe sarcastic, which isn't my intention whatsoever. Um, but um, we, I want to be very thoughtful with the way I um, engage with others um, who I spend time with and care for and who, whoever's put, like God's put in my, in my life, in my path. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm there with them. I'm talking and everything that we say is meaningful and it's not just said for no reason or have no backing or nothing substance behind it. So I want to make sure and say that beforehand. And that's where all of our um, um, ideas and pers- um, perspectives come from um, before we get started. So. No, yeah, that that's great. I'm glad you said that. We can both come off a little intense yeah. sometimes, and which is why we love each other so much. Yeah, because we can just yell back and forth, and we and we consider that love. Yep, and we can tell each other like it is, and just throw a brick at one another, and mm-hmm. and we'll just take it. And it's, you know, that doesn't work for everybody, and no. and we've become very very aware of that um, in the last couple of years. So, like I said, we're very intense. But Chase, I think that was great that you prefaced this podcast with that. So, again, yes. Uh, 10 ways that culture lies for you. Let's do it. Number one being take pride in who you are and what you do. What do you mean by that, Chase? So I think, especially like in America, they say like, be very proud of like where you came from and be very um, like, take pride in what you do. Take pride in marrying. Like it it sounds really good. And I, I think there's good heart behind what people are saying when they say that. But I think it's actually very terrible like advice to give someone to like, like, get your head bigger about things that like you're good at. Like just, just talk about who you are. Like I, I just, 
so the saying I came up with here, let me just start with this. Finding humility over taking pride. So whenever I like, I came up with these really kitschy phrases at some point. Because whenever I was starting to like create sayings that I was going to try like, create like a t-shirt brand at one time. And, and that was the saying that I came up with to invite a conversation about it. Because people think taking pride is really cool. But I think finding humility is way better. And um, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, let's imagine, let's imagine you go to a party and, or I have a, I have a family or not a family. I have a, uh, a 10 year reunion for high school coming up, which I don't care. We are old. Oh my gosh. Isn't that weird to say? Like I'm almost 30 years old. Yeah. So, um, when I go there, it's when, when you go, it's already like this weird feeling of like comparison when you go, right? And you you have to like boost yourself a little bit. How's everyone doing? How do I compare to everyone else? But whenever I go to these parties, the last person I want to sit and spend most of my time with is the guy that just sits there and talks about how well he's doing or how, how good he's doing. But that's what we're telling people to do when we say take pride in what you're doing. Right. You see what I'm saying? And that's, I just don't feel like that's good advice. I think if you said, hey, find humility in everything you do, I would much rather go to a, like a high school reunion and meet up with an old buddy of mine who might be doing well or might not. It doesn't really matter. But he just sits there and just asks me how well I'm doing. What if he's just like, hey, like what's happened since then? Are you married? Like, who'd you marry? Oh, that's crazy. She went to school with us. Like, imagine that would be way more fun to talk to that person. So I think it's better advice to say, find humility in what you do rather than taking pride in it. I think if you do it, if you find humility, people will be proud of you. They will be, they will look up to you, but I don't think you need to tell people to do that. Well, furthermore too, I think humility looks good on everyone. I don't know who coined that phrase, but it's just a really good phrase of, yeah, humility looks great on everyone. And the way um, I kind of define it, me and my my buddy from, from college, we would talk about different guys. And there's a here I am guy and there's a there you are guy. Yeah. Be a there you are guy. You don't need to boost yourself in all situations. We I was in a service fraternity in college. And look, I was not a Christian in college. I just showed up to get recognition kind of like a here I am guy. And I just wanted to show up and be noticed that I was there. Here I am. And I, and I, me. I would see the, the guys who were in leadership positions and I'd work real hard in front of them. <laughs> and then they'd leave and I'd bum around. Yeah. When in the background, there's just a guy who's been in the corner just working his tail off. And, and, and there's that guy. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's really cool to just be a there you are guy. And to, you don't have to boost yourself because you're secure in who you are. Yeah. And I think humility comes when you're secure in who you are. Yeah. And, and, you know, we'll get into kind of that sure. point a little but bit I'll, later. But if you come into your room, how cool is it for somebody just to welcome you like, you made it. How cool, dude. It's so cool to see. That's a really cool welcome. Then you just coming in expecting like, Hey everybody, I've made it. We can, I am here. We can now enjoy the sure. presence of me. No, I no, think, I think that's really good. And it just, I'll say it again. Find finding humility over taking pride. Yeah. Um, pride is is very popular in this in this culture right now, and it's not the last time we're going to talk about it in different forms throughout this podcast. Number two is going to be it's a little saying: daily discernment is diligence due. Another goofy, kitschy phrase from my T-shirt, and it's failed. a mouthful. It's right. a mouthful. Yeah, but my kitschy phrase of my t-shirt company that failed. I'm going to read it again. Yep. No, and it's going to it's going to work because this podcast is going to bring it back cuz I love these. Let's do it. Daily discernment is diligence due. What okay. does that mean, Chase? So let's break it down. We know what daily is, it means day by day, all the time. Discernment 
Um, I'm looking up all my definitions from Merriam-Webster. I think it's a very credible source. Um, everyone thinks Google is, and that's the first people go to. Like, you type in in Google, Merriam-Webster is like the dictionary they use. So that's, let's just use that. The discernment is the ability to judge well. So daily, you're doing the, like the ability of judging well daily. Diligence, careful and persistent work or effort is due. So it's basically just saying like every day you should be looking at things in a way that allows you to be very careful about um, how you um, see the world, making good judgments and opinions based on truth and facts and not just whimsically walking through life, just saying yes, cool, great to everyone that says any silly thing. So that was just my way of saying like we should just be more aware and more thoughtful about what we say and what we do and who we spend time with and um, how we um, approach situations. Um, I just feel like that's a more loving way. Like if just imagine if everyone did that all the time, like everyone walked in just wanting to, to be there with the people that you're with and be more thoughtful, like what bad could come like that's only good things could come from that. So that's what that one means. It's just like making better judgments based on what you are doing in life. How is this manifested in your life? Is there an example you can think of? Of how I make better judgments. And let's see. I mean, I, I prompted him. He's, he's too humble to say it, but just um, in our faith, spending time with God is a big thing. Yeah. And I, Chase does an incredible job uh, with it. And in, in, in our little community group I was talking about earlier, oh, yeah. we sometimes send our journal entries to each other yeah. of our time with God. And I think making the judgment call of, Hey, this is going to be my worldview. I need to inform my worldview and I need to do it daily. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like the mindset isn't like a checkbox rent is due, but it's like, Hey man, if, if I'm going to say I live by these things, yeah. I've got to put in the time and learn these things right. and trust these things. And, um, you deserve, you discern in a, that specific worldview because you're, you're learning about it daily. Right. Um, and Chase is incredible again at that. He every day he's he's hitting it hard. So I, I kind of put you on the spot. I'm glad but I like, got to explain. But even in this, even in these ten things, like all the things that we're explaining, is a way of me showing or us showing in our perspective how we are being more diligent um, with uh, the discernment we're making about things that we're saying. Like we're discerning um, culture right culture. now. Like yeah. we're trying to make better judgment calls and see things where they are and say is that right or is it not right. And what would scripture say about it? And let's talk about that so we can be better. <laughs> well, this transitions us great into the third point. And this is something I've never thought about until Chase mm, kind of brought it up. the hardest one, I think. Well, and it, or the second. Yeah, and it, and it comes off like, I think, again, people have good intentions when saying it. But number three, good luck. And then the, the little saying right here is, good luck is bad hope. Yes. What do you mean by that, Chase? Everyone says good luck. I say good luck. We've said good luck since spending time with each other since we've been together just this afternoon. It's just what we say. I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if like... The Irish. Yeah, but even St. Patrick, like he became like a believer. Yeah. And like, why does he... Like, I don't think that he would use this if it... So let me let me, let me me start by this. We, let's go back to the dictionary for a second. Let's see what luck says or what the... Um, um, the definition of the definition luck is. The definition of luck, right. So it says, I'm going to read it slow so people can actually listen and um, see what I'm saying here. Success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than one's own actions. I love how apparently is apparently. in there. It's like it doesn't believe in its own definition. It's like... It's self-defeating. Success, yeah. It's like success or failure 
I guess, brought on by chance rather than one's own actions. So it's chance by chance. So, like, if I said, hey, good luck at that game tomorrow, I'm saying, hey, I don't think, like, your own actions probably won't pull off, like, a win. (laughs) Maybe it'll happen. That'd be cool. Like, that's that's what we're saying with good luck. Like, luck doesn't really exist. It's like, how we can't measure it. We don't really know how to use it. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's so arbitrary. But I still use it. I'm not, but I'm trying to fight and bite the tongue because when we say it, I think, or at least when I say good luck to someone else or have in the past, it hasn't been recent because I'm really fighting against it. I'm really just wanting to encourage them and I hope that they do well. I think that's what we all mean. Yeah. I I think it's like, it's meant well. It's meant very well. And it's like, hey, good luck, man. We want them to succeed. So we say good luck or break a leg or something. Like break a leg's not as good, but good luck. But there's an opportunity in not saying good luck and and to be thoughtful. Exactly. So we're missing, like that's not a very good use of like our time or our words in that situation. Like I, I was, I used this example earlier. Like let's say like when you were applying for jobs, like as a coach or a teacher or something like that, or you were thinking about moving out of that position at one time. How better of an encouragement, instead of saying good luck at that interview, what if I said, hey, you're the, God, the God-given gifts that you have with kids, the way that you can just speak their language, you can play the same games as them, you can teach them in a way that they pick the knowledge up and are you, they can use it later in life, that's what God's given you, that's where you need to be. So I hope that you get this job so you can use those gifts. Now, obviously, that's slightly long-winded, but people could still narrow things down instead of saying just good luck. They can say, I really want you to get that because I think that's where you should be. Yeah, That's way more encouraging than like, good luck. Way more. And I think about it now. Chase and I actually just ran into a woman down the street, and, and we could have just said, you know, hey, good, <laughs> good luck, luck with that. Her car broke down. Her car broke down. And, you know, we got to engage her, and, and we, we could have walked off and just been like, good luck. And instead, we kind of... Hey, hope hope the day gets better. You make it to work, kind of deal. Um, and it's cool. Like we were literally just taking, we were walking my dog, talking about this podcast, and how ironic would it have been if we would have just said, "Hey, good luck," yeah, and then recorded yeah. this. We didn't do that. No, that's but the like, good news. So good luck is bad hope. So the reason I said it's bad hope is because if you're if you're basing um, that um, experience or that opportunity on luck, that that's that's grounded in nothing. That's not good hope. That's hopeless. So that's why I'm saying it would be cooler or it would be more loving if there was something else that you could say or give to that person before going in that situation. That's just way more impactful than just good luck. So I think that that is something easily that if culture changed, we would thrive in so many more ways as a people and and especially in America, which people give us crap all the time in America for people that are in power and and people the way that we do things and, and how we think we deserve everything. Like what if we just encourage no matter what? Right. That's that's a real act of love. Yeah, love is a, a verb. Very easy way. Yeah. Yeah. That's an action of loving someone. If you can encourage someone like that, I mean, yeah. who doesn't want to hear something like that? So, for sure. That was great. Um, good luck is bad hope. Yep. Number four, independence isolates. We're both very, very, very passionate about. Mm-hmm. This one. What do you mean by independence isolates, Chase? So, um, independence isolates. Uh, we are also encouraged for things that we um, say to each other is like, be independent. Um, you don't need anybody. You, you know, like, you got this. Like, um, uh, you don't. I don't know. I. It's just that the being independent is is. Um, it's very. It's a cultural norm right now that like, hey, I made it. I made it here by myself. Yeah, like, Rags to riches. I did it. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at. But I don't think that that's um, 
what good has come from someone who is completely alone to their own devices making decisions without anyone there to say, hey, that might not be good for you. Or, hey, I think there's a better way. Or think about the times in your life when you've been alone, you've made a decision where you wish you would have had counsel. Right. I mean, there, there are a gazillion times yeah. that I could have used some wise counsel right. when I just, I just missed it. Yeah. And I was very aware of it. Yeah. Um, so, again, independence isolates. And you, I want you to think for a second just about the world in general. What thrives alone? And Chase made this point earlier. I, I asked that question. I said, what thrives alone in this world? We couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. Now, I'm sure there is yeah. are some things that um, thrive alone, but I really can't think of it. And I think that's kind of cool that God ordered our world that way. Um, and it's just another sign of like, hey, right. you need to be with people making decisions with people. And even if someone's telling you that advice, Hey, you can do it by yourself. Guess what? That, that was advice. So that was (laughs) some from someone else. Yeah. Self-defeating. You've even received counsel from someone else. So you didn't do it on your own. Like that doesn't make it. So like even all the events, like holidays, big events where you're with people, doesn't it feel good to be with others? Like everyone loves that. And like you, like you even brought in like, like God's existence is relational. Like as believers, we believe in this thing called the Trinity, where it's Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Even that's three persons. Like the existence of everything depends on something else or someone else. So with us being in a, in a community group or a life group where it's, where it's basically just five couples, um, where it's my, me and my wife, Ryan, his wife, and a few other couples, we meet together every week to just do life together. We see where we're um, falling short and we encourage each other um, against those things and lift each other up so that we can do life um, better the way God would call us to. And it's, it's just easier. It's, it's more fulfilling. I always feel it filled up when I come off of those, um, those nights. We have it tonight. And it's, and it's, so raw. it's it raw. It's raw. No, it's not easy, but it, cause we're all stinking. We're broken and we mess each other up sometimes. But like, I, I think like if God's with you, he's going to, he's, he wants, and he's told us to be together. He's going to pull it off with us together. Like one of us is going to, to spout off the right advice or one of us will, people say, call each other out. I don't like to say, call each other out. I just think that like steer us away from the bad stuff or pull us away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to ever point fingers and call you out, but like, I want to, I want, I want to encourage you away from something that could hurt you inevitably. So yeah. And number four, yeah. independence isolates. Yeah, there we go. Let's keep next uh, moving on. Number five is only the weak are strong. Yeah, this one's, I feel like this one's somewhat close to the independence one, but um, people think that um, it's, it's, um, we have to, like the machismo, um, you've talked about that a bunch too, of like machismo, um, that's like, that's like long, but is that the full word for macho? Is that where we get macho from? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the guys that- Machismo masculinity. Yeah, yeah. Like the masculinity. Like the guys have to be really strong and they have to be this certain way. They can't cry. No, no crying, no emotions, hard, solid face. If something happens, you're there to fix it. You lift really big, heavy things. <laughs> and and um, that's that doesn't make, that's not right at all because that's just going to teach everyone like they can't ever have, like th- if you taught me I should never have emotions, every time I cry, I'm going to be confused and I'm going to be scared and people are going to judge me. That's a horrible way to live, right? We all have emotions and we all feel things and you know what I mean? Right. And I want, I want to go a step deeper into that. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you know something 
unfortunately, is inherently wrong. And if you don't, I'm here to tell you that you have a pride problem. So there's something wrong at some point. So we're all broken in some way, shape, or form. So we're all weak in some way, shape, or form. Um, and it's a, I, I think when, when Chase is saying that only the weak are strong, I resonate with if you can admit that and fight to overcome it, again, with others, not isolating, um, you know, you're going to fight to, to build on that weakness, I guess. Yeah. Well, and, and I think I think it is very wise to ask for help. I don't think that any one person can just do everything perfectly the right the, the first time and just do everything perfect. That doesn't make any sense. Like we all work like even I guess if you're in team sports, you know, in basketball, like there's not one player that can just be on the court by himself and, and win every game, despite how amazing he is. They require help. And that's that's just showing that like we all need help. So that's how great is that to just show? I, I, I guess it's the terminology people don't like. I think people think the word weak sounds like frail, can't help yourself. But like we all are. <laughs> Like that's, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And you know, just in our worldview, I, uh, another little saying that we get, what are they called? Aphromisms. Yeah. 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 Um, make sure I say that right. A good, a good one of those is just if in, in, in a Christian worldview, relying on Christ is, is the, you know, for everything is the ultimate goal. So if dependence is the goal, then weakness is the advantage because if you're strong in everything, you don't have to depend on anything. So I think that's a that's a great one, Chase, and that and our culture lies to us in that way um, all the time because only you know only the strong make it or only the fill in the blank makes it um, and pick you up pick yourself up by your bootstraps and it's just it's just not reality. Right. I mean, um, so number five, only the weak are strong. Moving on to number six, it is what it is, Dad. I know you hate this saying, so you're going to love Chase go off. I'm going to let him kind of really take this one. So number six, it is what it is. And Chase's response to that, it isn't what it is. <laughs> go. So every, I think everyone, I don't think everyone, I don't want to say everyone. I don't ever want to use like this big umbrella for everybody, but I feel like a lot of people have said this at one time. So, so let's start with how you, what you said to me. How you prompted right, this right. conversation. So this is what I did. Whenever I knew we were going to be on this podcast, and I had to think of 10 things or things that I had to come up with at least 10 things that I, I think that need to be changed or cultural norms that we need to think about more and, and maybe even change or make better. This is one of them. So what I did was I went to a few of my friends and my wife and I said, when someone says this, what comes to mind? Like, what do you think when someone says it, it, was, it, it is what it is? So what we, Ryan, go ahead. My response was... These are the circumstances, and they're negative, but I've just got to roll with it. It's, it's happening whether I like it or not, so I should just accept it. Which, I understand why people say, say that, but when Chase asked me that, it sounds like a downer. Like, just a you don't very... don't warm and fuzzy? No, what? bro. Come on. <laughs> and that's why people say it, right? To encourage you. So, like, at the end of conversation, sometimes you'll hear that. Like, someone will be like, yeah, I lost my job, my dog died, I fell into alcoholism. You're like... Well, it is what it is, brother. And it's just like, that's how you're going to cap off that conversation. <laughs> and I think it's it used a little looser than that. You're but. right. That's probably not how they all go. But, <laughs> but I missed this flight. Well, it is what it is. Who likes to hear that? No one. It no doesn't one. help you at all. 
So I don't know. That one get that one gets under my skin. I think more than other one, any other one. That's why I said like the good luck and this one. These are the two I think will get the most backlash. So what's the response? So, and it, it instead of saying it is what it is, how should you respond to someone? So whenever so I said it isn't what it is, and the reason why I said that is just because like whenever you're just saying like, well, there's nothing we can do. That sounds very hopeless. So whenever I did ask other people like my wife and some of my friends, it does sound very hopeless. It's just like, well, like you just said, it's the circumstances. Let's just roll with it. Well, maybe you could think of something to maybe help them and some encouragement. Like if it's like, hey, the like, hey, I'll look up flights, right? Like you were said in the, the plane, like, hey, I missed my flight. Let's look at flights. Hey, have you think about this? I have extra points. I can get you one right now and I can get you a flight. If that's the money thing, like anything like that. So whenever I said it isn't what it is, what I think about whenever I say it isn't what it is, is because usually when you think it's just some bad circumstance or bad scenario going on, it's probably not. It's probably more than that. So a story I shared with Ryan a little bit ago, and if you do know me, you already know this story. Um, I tried to get into PA school um, a year and a half ago. I didn't get in my first time, which is a common story now because it's a competitive um, profession to get into. But that frustrated me because I um, have, excuse me, that was my phone. That was actually Edinburgh. So who knows who that was? Wow, Scotland? No, Edinburgh's Texas. Texas. Uh, McAllen. I'm going to McAllen. Edinburgh's like Garland to Sack or like Richardson. You see what I'm saying? I thought you were famous. I thought Ireland wanted you. No, 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 no. They got on to me for good luck, right? Ireland's gone. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, Scotland. Scotland, Scotland. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, where was I? So um, I didn't get into PA school first time. Which was, it was a heavy hit. Like it was because like, dude, I had... I had um, military experience. I had great like 4.0 GPA. Like I felt like I filled all the like all the necessary requirements to get in first time. Great competitive student, and I only applied to two schools. I was obviously much arrogant and prideful individual. Something I've always struggled with, and I still do. So even on the podcast, you probably even hear that um, sometimes. So um, with with this specific occasion, I didn't get in first time, and that was so frustrating for me. And I thought like. Well, you know, screw you, God. Like, I, you've led me down this path. You placed all these people in my way, and I still didn't get in. And, and, and instead of just sitting on that and saying, well, it is what it is. Like, if that's how I ended that, like, I, like I was almost giving up. I almost thought, like, hey, then I'm doing anything else. I remember is, that. You remember that? I was changing completely my whole mindset of what I thought I should do for my career, what I had a passion for. And it's like, well, I'll just do something else. I'll do insurance or just because I was so frustrated. Like, screw it. It is what it is. But um, instead, since then, I've told Ryan, like, since then, so many good things have happened that would not have happened if I got into PA school. If I got into PA school and I would have traveled or went somewhere else, or even if I stayed here and the workload and, and the craziness that comes with that, maybe I wouldn't have clicked or had such a great relationship with Ryan because of it. Maybe I would have been so much more focused on school and other things that they would have been placed in the back burner just based on that season of my life. But instead I now get to go to McAllen with the biggest, strongest support system, like a prayer warriors ever to go down there. And I'll, they'll always have my back. They always will. And I know that I can trust them. And I've grown in my relationships with them, which allowed me to grow in my relationship with my wife. Cause now I've been shown how to be a better husband. Like, um, my brother and my dad, I've, we've had a rocky relationship our whole life, with parents being divorced, my, my brother, not talking to either one of us for a long time, but instead of saying it is what it is and moving on, like now I have a great relationship with them because I didn't go to PA school first time. Yeah, no, that's, in, that's incredible. And I think it goes along with our worldview conversation as well, where if you're just saying it is what it is, you're saying, well, 
God's not really working in this situation. That oh, sucks. How unfaithful is that? Yeah. So, so it's like, <laughs> instead of saying it is what it is, we'll just say, well, how is God going to work in this situation then? Yeah. You know, and let's just, and that kind of goes into being content, which we're going to yes. talk about down the road. Um, you know, so I, I just, it is what it is. Chase really challenged me on that. And I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, it, it it's turning your posture to something right. of looking towards God and not looking at your situation and right. being frustrated by it. Yeah. Don't see it through your eyes. Maybe see it through God's eyes and use that or game. Remember that we yeah. talked about last time? Or game. That's, so, I've gotten a lot of feedback yeah, on that So one. if you actually have someone who says it is what it is, you can just say, or maybe it's not. Maybe God's using this time to grow you in a way that you're going to need later. You're going to be so thankful for that. You just don't see it right now. Right. And, and when you say that, be really empathetic. Right? Oh, yeah. That was yeah, sort of, I mean, that's like, where we miss it. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I say it. Like, I don't say or. Like, I don't just say like that. Like, <laughs> or just God's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, no, like, like, or like yeah, you unfaithful hypocrite Pharisee. No, no, I'm just saying. Okay. So. so, number six, it is what it is. No, it isn't what it is. <laughs> okay, now for number seven, safety in submission. Chase, what does that mean? Um, safety in submission. Again, catchy phrases here okay so um this is the s word yeah s so like daily di- uh daily um discernment diligence use those d's and safety and submission so is that called an alliteration yeah but they're catchy right and you see it on t-shirt too bad they didn't sell anyway <laughs> if um, you want a shirt we'll figure it out for yeah, you yeah i can bring the site back up um if people actually buy them but i was paying like 35 bucks a month and no one was buying them like i can't advertise well i don't know what it is well you said it yourself your wife's really good at the, the social media, social media, and I'm not. I yeah. can do all the. I can think. That's of why stuff I'm terrible on Instagram. People are probably so sick of me doing the masses world stuff. Yeah, because I just don't know how to do it though. You, do it. you have to advertise. You have to get your name out so people know that you're creating content. I just couldn't do it. I was taking pictures of myself, like posing. Like I feel weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in your shirts, in my shirts. I'm like, yeah, I made these. But at least you know how to do it. You can go back to it. I so, could. but all this to say, if you ever like want to buy a shirt, they're really cool, high quality shirts with these little sayings on it. And now you'll know what they actually mean too. So it's, you yeah. know. Um, so again, number seven, safety Sa- and submission. Safety and submission. So uh, submission is a is a harsh harsh word, a heavy burdensome word, uh, or a submission. What's another one? Um, submit. Or, obedient. Yeah, obedience or something like that. It sounds like slave to slave master. I don't know what it'd be, but like whenever I said safety and submission, I'm saying you're going you're going to find safety in submission. And what I'm saying by that is like we we sometimes will. Um, build people up or say like, Hey, you don't, don't let the man put you down or like I, they, they can't stop me. I'm going to get my rights kind of thing. But what we're, what I'm saying in this is like us, at least as believers. And I think as everybody, but I'm going to start with just um, myself and Ryan, we find safety in in obeying the statutes that's God commanded for us because he created life. So why not listen to the person who created it and designed it to be a certain way? Why not listen to that guy and how it should be lived out. So if I'm going to find joy, I'm going to find it in his ways because he created joy. So I want to have that. I want to have the utmost amount of joy. So finding safety and submission. So what I'm saying, like, let's, uh, let's use a scenario here. Like with kids, like I wouldn't, I would not just say, Hey kids, go play outside. Enjoy. And that'd be the end of it. I'd be like, Hey, don't you dare cross the sidewalk in the, in the streets or your butt's mine. Because, and that's not because I hate my kids or I'm trying to keep something from them, but there's safety and their obedience in that. And that's just because I'm wiser. 
only a few years, but a few more years wiser than they are, so they shouldn't be going in the street because I know cars fly down that road. Right. Another example would be the stove, right? Hey, don't touch the stove. Just don't. Well, okay, well, why? Well, it's freaking hot. Don't, you don't <laughs> want to find out. Like, you're just gonna, trust me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm only saying that because I care for them. So whenever I'm doing that with my child and us as believers, like God's saying that for us. I mean, listen, I'm 30 and I do know almost everything in the universe at this point. No, like God's eternal and I'm almost, and I'm 28. So he knows more than I do. So I find safety knowing that if I just follow his rules, I'm going to live the best life there is. Same with my children. They're going to live the best life if they trust me and they listen to me. I don't know everything, but I'm going to try to guide them in a way that, that keeps them safe and, and to where they can prosper. Always. Right. And that, that kind of reminded me of a, you know, a cultural saying right yeah. now, live your best life now. Yeah. Well, like living your best not life now um, is, is in submission to the, the person who created, created life, itself. life itself. So if, if you want to really know the secret, then follow through with that. So number seven, safety and submission. It's okay to submit. Again, harsh word, but I think there's some some real peace to be had in submission oh, yeah. because you don't you don't have to figure it out. No, it's already there for you. People have been living life forever. Number oh, yeah. so sorry. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, number eight. Um, little homage to Bruno Mars. <laughs> you are perfect just the way you are. What does that mean, Chase? Okay, so first of all, I did play a Bruno's Mars. That was our first wedding song. That was my first dance with my wife was a Bruno Mars. Because Mar- you're amazing. Is that it? No, I don't know if it was that song. Was it, I hope it wasn't I'd take a grenade for you. No, it wasn't. It might have been that one. <laughs> That's probably what it was. No, there's a, like a marriage song that everyone plays for their wedding. Sure, it wasn't Ed Sheeran? No, it's Bruno Mars. Everyone loves it. All right, I'll look for it. You, yeah, we'll you look go. it up. Anyway, you're perfect just the way you are. Um People do, I think people say a lot, um, like we hear in songs, obviously, and Bruno Mars says it, but like, um, we're not. (laughs) Like, I think it's cool to say like, hey, you don't have to worry about other people thinking or like, hey, you're perfect the way you are. Don't ever change. Just be you. The problem with that is Jesus already outed us. We're all messed up. What does that mean, Jace? How did he out us? So he, he... He only, like, okay. I so, think I want to marry you. That's it. That's the one. I think that's the one. Bruno yeah, that, Mars. That's got to be it. That, I mean, that's the only way our marriage is going to stay strong. So, so Jesus. Remembering that yeah. song. <laughs> no doubt. So okay. Jesus outed us. What does that mean? That just means that, like, he went to the cross because all because he knows that we're all sinners. So God himself had to send his only son so that we, so all the sins and all the terrible things we think and that we say and that we do to each other can be atoned for so that we can be reconciled to the father in heaven. So that's just saying like, Hey, he, we all know that we're sitting like he already added, like he says, like if he, if we weren't broken, there would be no need for a savior. Right. And if you think you're broken, I just want you to think of the 10 commandments. I'm just going to throw out two. Have you ever lied? Okay. If you haven't lied, have you ever disobeyed your parents? Okay. We've, we've covered everybody that's listened. We're all broken. Keep going, Chase. Yeah, so it's it's we're not perfect just the way we are. We're and that's why we say like we do want to get better and we do want to grow and we want to we want to be the better version of ourselves. So if you were perfect just the way you are and you never changed, like that's then why is there counseling? Why is there like psychologists? Why is there if you're perfect just the way you're like, "Hey, you got cancer. You're perfect." Just like that. Just keep it, bro. Keep the, you're going to be fine. Like it's like no, like anything you say and do, like you're it's we're trying to get better and grow and learn and everything like that. So you're not perfect just the way you are, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. Um, so, yeah, 
Number eight, just you are perfect just the way you are. Shout out again, Bruno Mars. Moving on to number nine. This kind of actually transitions pretty well. Just follow your heart. Do what makes you happy. So. How does that go? Okay. Why? So Chase, it's, it's, I want to follow my heart sometimes, but why is that not good advice? So I, this, one, this one's a tough one. Uh, not tough. What I say sometimes seems insensitive on this one. But I, but it's a joke. So let's let's um, take off our let's not take ourselves too seriously. Whenever I say when people say like just follow your heart, I'd be like, well, you know, like Adolf Hitler. I mean, he followed his heart. Yeah, and he's not a, like people don't really like him very much. But I think he he thought he what he was doing at that time. I think he thought he was right. I think he did. It's safe to say he thought that because yeah. and he was following his heart. So if that's the advice you're giving. Like, what if you said that to someone and they just went into, like, they just made a very poor choice, but they're following their heart. Like, you gave them that advice to just do whatever you think is best. Well, and we live in this this age of, it's all relative, basically, uh, yeah. of, hey, my truth, whatever I believe, and if I want to do it, I can do it. Um, so I'm just going to follow my heart. And if it's right for me, then that's okay. And that just doesn't make any sense because, right. like Chase just said, if Hitler thought, hey, this was what I want to do when I want to do it, right. he's following his heart. Right. And unfortunately, it's just, it just doesn't hold up because then we can get into the morality game of what's right and what's wrong. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's such – and, and we, we can get into a full podcast. Like there's so many – People have gone into that type of topic of like morality and what's right and what's wrong. But like there is a, some sort of standard by which we have to compare all things and decisions to. So as believers, we that standard is God himself. He is just in everything he does. He's the creator. So we have nothing else to compare than what the, the creator did. So we're the creation. He's the creator. So that's what we go, back, go off of. So following your heart like. Decisions are based on him. So we're going to go, we're going to use scripture as believers. We're going to use scripture and what and God tells us to do is that's what we should do. And man, even our, we all say this in our community group where they say, um, emotions are real, but they're not reliable. Yeah, feelings are very real, that's but it. they're not reliable. Right. Which is, that's better advice of like, Hey, it's very real what you're feeling right now. But I don't know if like those emotions or those feelings are what we should use to base our decisions off of because feelings and emotions come and go all the time. You're high and low all the time. Even like, so even Matt Chandler said, like, we don't even know how to like attain happiness. Like as soon as we feel happy about something, it's like gone. It's like, crap, I thought I had it. Like you seem like it's always, it's up and down. We jump in the car. We're super stoked to go somewhere, jump in the car. Our AC takes forever to get cold. And then we get pissy. Like we get upset. You know what I'm saying? Like they just change all the time. So it, you can't just go off of what your heart tells you. Right. I'll give a like a silly example. Yeah, Today, I, I I like going through the Amazon deals. I like you know buying stuff ahead of time, or you know I buy everything off Amazon. And there was a deal for a TV, a forty three inch TV, um, with the Amazon Fire built in, and I really wanted it. And I have, if you've ever been to my house or you know me at all, I love watching sports. So we have tons of TVs. I didn't need the TV, but if you know someone gave me the advice, follow your heart. That's one hundred and fifty bucks that just gone to something I didn't need. Right. And although my feeling, I really, really wanted it or, you know, I really, really wanted it. It still wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. And people could, uh, I could have easily just said, well, Ryan, you're doing what makes you happy. Yeah. You just, just do, got this check. So yeah, just do, do what makes, if that was what makes you happy, have another TV, just have another TV. That's fine. But like that, that's, that's still terrible advice. So 
I, again, this is a believer to a believer, but like, I would say like, don't do what makes you happy. Like do what makes you holy. Like do what would bring you closer to whatever you believe in. So for us, it is what, what God and what Christ says. So if that's what is, that's what you're attaining to, like, that's what you're trying to achieve. Be that go in directions in that way. What do you have a more like, I guess, intense example, not intense example, just a more, uh, real life example. Not that today, like I felt those feelings of wanting to buy that TV, but what's, what's something of like in a relationship, you're in a relationship. So like, so you had Scott Kadersha recently, yeah. right? So Scott Kadersha does this thing called merge and he, he's, he's dabbling with this all the time. So decisions like, um, moving in with someone before you're married, that's a very big decision and it feels good to do that. That's the next step. Like that's what we ask for, right? Let's move on to the next step and it feels good. And that's what feels right. And I, and I love this person, which is a very oversaturated word, but, um, that's, we could do a podcast on love. Yes. Too. Like I love tacos. I love you, honey. Not the same thing, but, um, <laughs> like moving in like that, probably that's not a good decision because now what you're doing is you're starting, you're starting to merge, which is funny that I'm using that word. You're starting to merge your lives together before they're actually before commitments are made. So as you start intertwining those lives together, as you try to, they could be ripped back apart, and you're going to have some scars from that. And now things like bills, like even pets, are coming into it. Like all kinds of things will get messed up because y'all tried to get together and move in together, and now you might tear it apart. Now you have to move back out, but you've already joined all these different things, and it felt good, and that made you happy. But it, in the moment, in the moment, it could have been temporary. Now it could work out. I didn't do that with my wife, but like I couldn't, I was in the military and I, she was like, I had a different scenario, but I have a lot of friends that moved in and they did done really well, but that's not the best for you. Okay. We, we, that's why we believe moving in afterwards. Cause now commitments are made to where like, Hey, no matter what I'm staying with you. That's why our lives are intertwined now because whatever happens to you happens to me. And that shows you how much I care. That's what it's for. So don't do whatever makes you happy. <laughs> Facts. Okay. Um, number nine, just follow your heart. Do whatever makes you happy. Number 10, the last one, the beauty of brokenness. What does that mean, Chase? Another- uh, I stole this one from someone's camp. My wife went to a camp at some point, um, like a women's retreat or something like that. And she came back with a shirt and this is what it said. And, and I think that even the fighting folly shirt idea might've come or, or maybe not, it didn't come from this, but it was definitely reinforced when people started asking her what that meant on her shirt. Cause it was a kitschy phrase and it meant something very deep, but at the surface level, it was like, what does that mean? So I thought that was kind of clever. So I was really intrigued by that. So the beauty of brokenness, um, I think at the deepest level in each one of our human hearts, we know that, that we cannot live up to the standard. I feel like we try to attain it, but sometimes we fall short and it hurts. And, um, even though we try and we only want, um, the underdogs to win, like we have this desire for like, like, um, I don't know. Like we like the brokenness of things like, Whoa, someone's in your house. That was my alarm. Uh, Chase, give the example of the, uh, America's got talent. Okay. Yeah. So I'm watching a show right now. I don't like all drama shows cause I feel like they are too dramatic. I like to watch shows where I could turn it off or turn it on, cook dinner and not pay attention and still get something out of it. America's got talent is one of those shows. So I like to watch it because I get to see all kinds of cool stuff like magic and dog tricks and stuff. Um, they have this thing called a golden buzzer where each judge gets to hit this big old buzzer on it. And the person who, um, 
they say yes to doesn't only get to move on to the next stage. They get to move on to live shows. So it's a big deal. So they only get five of them. So it's kind of a big deal. The, I think I don't, I haven't, I don't think I'm caught up, but the last three that I've seen, they've all been someone who's been an underdog that's been broken and people love that story. They love the story of reconciliation, someone being coming from nothing and being lifted up higher than before. So the one that um, probably brought some tear to my eye was um, a young um, boy who had autism and he couldn't even, he didn't really talk all that well. He was blind and like a really like the world, like it's, it seems like the world is probably against him most of his life. He probably had a very uh, rough childhood, but he sat down at this grand piano and he sang his heart out and he played this piano. And it's like, if you closed your eyes and you didn't know his story, you would have thought he already had a record deal. Like you're like, this is an art. Like, who is this? Is he on Spotify? It was incredible. <laughs> That's cool. And he had the biggest applause and everyone jumped up. Everyone went up to hug. Like, we love that story, don't we? Like we love, look at any like Disney movie, anything. It's like brokenness, messed up things, and then reconciliation, and then peace is found. And redemption. Again. And redemption, right? That's so cool. We love that story. So um, the reason why that's so cool, the, be- the beauty of brokenness that's what's truly beautiful. And the reason why we... Um, Who defines beauty? Exactly. So that's what I was getting at. The reason why that's beautiful is because that will always remain beautiful. Cultural, like the culture tells us how, how what beauty is, unfortunately. But that's just because it kind of changes. The type of things that we wear, how, um, like we were talking earlier, like like back in the day with like kings, queens, like, like thickness, like thicker, like heavier individuals probably were more prosperous. They had the money to afford food. nice food, wine, eat whatever you want, whenever you want, and they didn't have to scavenge or work that hard. They were probably a little bit more um, um, lazy or lethargic because they're kind of sitting around doing whatever. You know what I mean? So um, that was like the goal at that point. And now it's like, let's see how thin we can get without our ribs showing. Like that's that's a huge spectrum. But that's what beauty was then, and now that's what beauty is. So, like, if so it's relative it's just to the real, times. It just keeps changing. To but culture. Yeah, exactly. So um, having, like, the beauty of brokenness, that's a cool standard. Like, the broken individuals that, like, those are the people that we love because that's a beauty that will, that will be consistent no matter the time. And if you look through all of the Bible, like, people never is a person lifted up as being this great big hero. There are always all these broken people that God has redeemed every single time. And that is the best story there is, is the just redemption of broken people. And it's so beautiful to see God work in those ways. No, I think, I don't even think I have anything to say to that, which dad, he stumped me. I don't have anything to say. Um, (laughs) yeah, he's, my dad's very shocked right now. Um, Anyways, again, that wraps up number 10, the beauty of brokenness. So I'm just going to go hit the list one more time um, through, and then Chase, I'm going to ask where the people can follow you or get in touch with you, or if they want to buy a shirt, you know, let's get that thing going again, because I really like it. Okay, so number one, take pride in who you are and what you do. No, find humility. Um, Finding humility over taking pride. Number two, daily discernment is diligence due. Number three, good luck is bad hope. Um, number four, independence isolates. Number five, only the weak are strong. Number six, it is what it is. Nope, it isn't what it is. Mm-hmm. Number seven, safety and submission. Number eight, you are perfect just the way you are. Number nine, just follow your heart. Do what makes you happy. And number 10, the beauty of brokenness. Hey, I just want to hit on um, 
thank you for listening to this episode. And I'm going to start saying something at the end of every show. And this was an encouragement by Chase. So I'm, I'm adding it on the Chase episode. Yeah. But he, he started telling me that I need to end with something that I'm passionate about. And I, I was given a, a piece of advice to be where my feet are at because I'm always thinking of, of busyness and what the next thing or, mm-hmm. okay, I got a trip in six days, but Chase is leaving on Friday. Like I need to savor the time I have with him. Right. Something along those lines. So um, I'm going to just, I'm going to end episodes with a thanks for listening and, and be where your feet are this week. So again, thanks for listening and be where your feet are this week. Oh, before I send you on your way, I accidentally forgot something. Chase, where can the people find you? So I'm terrible at social media, but I would love to, especially for like, if you're seriously considering one of those t-shirts, I have to at least get like, I think like two people. No, it has to be like four people a month, I think. To to support you. Otherwise, it's like a struggling, like I don't make any money while I'm in school. I'm like mooching off my wife. (laughs) So she'd be paying for like my company that makes no money unless we had two. So anyway... Like, I'd have to make, like, four T-shirt sales a month or something like that. But the Fighting Folly website's not up right now, but I can't get it back up. How you can follow me, you probably can't. Uh, you can get on Facebook or Instagram, but you won't. You'd have to find, like, my wife if you want to see, like, what I'm doing in life. Her I mean, name's Destiny. Destiny Newbie. Um, and you just, we have to find her because she's really good at, like, taking photos. Why, like, try to say, like, I'll just say, no, don't. Like, this is weird. Just come on. Let's just... But I'm so glad she takes photos of life because I'm terrible at it. And it's really cool to go back and reflect on those moments. So just getting on my uh, – you can jump to uh, your email and just send me an email if you'd like to contact me about anything and everything. Questions, support, encouragement, anything like that. Or if you just want to meet up for coffee because you're in the Mc- McAllen area. I don't know. Um, in McAllen, Texas. is It's just my first and last name, one at Gmail. So Chase Newbie one at Gmail. C-H-A-S-E. N-E-W-B-Y-1 at gmail.com. And y'all can always bother me. It's totally fine. He will really appreciate it. Again? I will, actually. I thoroughly um, enjoy it. Thanks for listening to this episode um, of Masses World, and be where your feet are. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Masses World. Again, instead of rating, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast, I ask that you share it with one person that might like to hear it. Thanks again for joining me and I look forward to seeing you next time.